and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Pascal Helia Murray, I am so excited to have you as my guest for She's the Boss Chats. Thank you so much for agreeing to it. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So let's start off by telling everybody what it is that you do now. So I'm the founder and CEO of Super Rewards. Yeah. Super Rewards is a platform where you grow your super with your everyday spend. So we have 500 retailers and yep. you know it's the creme de la creme of retail brands um, and covering key categories of you know utilities, fashion, beauty, holidays, insurance, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Wow. And every time you shop at a Super Rewards retailer, they pay cash into your super. So <laughs> let's say you spend $100 um I don't know at um Country Road, Country Road pays $4 into your existing super. Wow. So how do they know? Do you have to use a card or an app in order to purchase? So we're we're online only at, at time of speaking. But, yes. But wait, there's more. I'm, I'm so excited about it. Um, Ooh, so, go on then. <laughs> so, so online only. Um, so you come through our platform. Yeah. Uh, so you can, you know, search for the highest cashbacks or check out the new retailers or whatever it may be. Uh, just just click on the retailer's link and and off you go. Uh, you're pushed you're pushed onto their their website, but right. their website is their website. It's not a points adjusted environment. You can still buy things on sale. The price is the price. Um, you can still earn their you know country road rewards, for example. Right, but they can track you because it's come from Correct. your website. Correct. Right, that's Clever. exactly right. So they're they're essentially um, paying us a, a commission. Yep. For, for sending the sale to them, right? Yeah. And we share that commission with you, the user. Amazing. Um, and then uh, we, we've also got a very nifty tool called Browser Extension, which is basically like an app for your desktop yeah. um, or your tablet. Uh, so you download that and every time you, let's say you went to the, the Country Road, I just, I'm picking on Country Road, but no, no. Country um, Road using it as an, ex- as an example, um, every time you uh, go straight to that retailer's website, you'll get a little pop-up saying, would you like to earn super rewards? And you go, oh, yes, please. Thanks very much. Oh, I love that. But the, the coolest thing online, I think, with the browser extension is that when you when you don't know which brand you want, but you know what you want. So you, let's say you're after women's jeans, right? Yep. So you do your, your Google search. Um, you just, just type in, you know, women's black jeans, whatever, and the, you get a, obviously a bunch of results. Any super rewards retailer is highlighted in the results, so oh, you know how wow. much you earn. Yeah. Wow, that is so amazing! What a fantastic thing! Now, does it cost to join? No, free to join. Oh my god! So we all need to do it. I'm going to do it yeah. immediately after this. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what? I guess the next question is why? What What led you to do this? What What's the reason for it? I know the answer, but I want you to tell everyone. <laughs> Well, um, so uh, most people have heard of the gender pay gap. Yeah. Right. But very few have heard of the gender super gap. And this is the state of affairs where women in Australia retire with roughly half as much superannuation as men. 
Okay. So it's a pretty, it's for a variety of reasons. And the, um, the gender pay gap is actually one of those reasons and one of those contributors. Yeah. Yeah. But other reasons why women retire with half as much super as men are the fact that women step out of the workforce. To go look after you know, the family. To look or after whatever. the family. Now, correct. Now, that can be parental leave, but it can also be carer's leave. Um, and of course, when you're not earning an income, you're not earning super. And then the third key reason is the types of work that women do. So uh, more women uh, work part-time casually than work full-time. So when you're working part-time casually, you're contributing fractionally to your super. So where we end up is this. Um, Women retire – when they retire, women retire with roughly only enough for six years of retirement living. Right. Live another 14 after that. At least. At least. And now yeah. all these all these stats, of course, I, I do need to caveat, are uh, a few years old now, but they do reflect a pre-COVID yes. position. And, of course, women were more badly impacted by COVID than men and yes. forced to, you know, draw on their super reserve, their, their, their lesser super reserves <laughs> than men in the first instance. So, um, so – you know, a very long story short, uh, but it's really important because it sets a it context is. of which so so many women and men are highly, you know, largely ignorant on, on these facts. Right. So it was through a, an, another hat that I wear in life through the Australian Gender Equality Council yeah. that I became, um, you know, which is a, an NFP dedicated to looking at um, and researching and trying to influence the state of gender equality or inequality in Australia, yep. that I became aware of um, all, all of these stats, right? but also more fundamentally became uh, aware in our, in the council's, you know, uh, role that I played with government, with corporate, with the everyday user, on how there was no change. There Happening. was, you know, people, <laughs> yeah. So, no one's addressing know, this issue no that is a massive you know, issue. Everyone is contemplating the problem in a very beautiful way <laughs> and not doing anything yeah, right. about it. Um, and yet, you know, also in my role at the council at the, at the time, I was privy to a lot of research and a lot of data, which was showing, you know, convincingly, concretely, consistently that um, women were um, being, uh, you know, the fastest growing uh, demographics um, homelessness for, correct correct that's it, right it's awful so isn't it? that's right so um it's you know we have this we had this perfect uh storm where there's this incredible inactivity yeah and you know glacial doesn't begin to measure the <laughs> doesn't the begin of, to describe the you know the lack of the, movement the, in the, this the lack space. of movement yeah. So um, it was a, a, an is you know it was a real issue, um, and I thought well, there has to be something that we can do. There has to be something that can be done. And and I you know I for one think it is a terrible state of affairs that women you know play the the responsible role, looking after generations up, down, sideways, and how are they rewarded for it? You know, exactly. I, I don't, I do not envisage that couch surfing in my sixties. Is something to aspire to. No, you know? not at all. Because I have no super. So I thought this is ridiculous. Women are burdened with responsibility. You know, we, the the role of the carer falls to women. You know, we have uh, any amount of research, and um, uh, PwC did a great piece of research a, a few years ago that said, if if we put a dollar value on all the on the unpaid work 
um, that women and um, some some men too as well um, do, we'd add a further two point two trillion dollars to the economy every year. That's just insane, isn't it? Really? Which is, and there was trillion with a T, right? So yeah. I thought I thought there's. Um, you know, this is the best way, you know, being able to reward women while they do the unpaid work, right? While they're buying, I don't know, the kids' school shoes and and they're buying the pet food for the for the dog and they're booking, you know, the family holidays or they're, uh, you know, coordinating Christmas or whatever it might be. If we can find a way to reward them, you know, a financial aspect, straight into their super, well, then that's a great outcome. It's a fan. it's an amazing outcome, and it's brilliant of you to come up with the idea. But what made you a was there something in particular that made you decide that you were going to be the one to do it? Um, and why super? Is that your background? I'll, I'll take the second part of the question first. So, so yes, I, I'd been in at this stage when this you know these light bulb moments were pinging off. Um, I'd I'd been in financial services for twenty plus years. Right. So I had a, right. Yeah, and I was very conscious of, of my super because I was actually writing brochures in my 20s um, about the importance of super and why it's so important to, you know, put away for it and um, how by the time you get to you know, 45, 50 and you realize that you should be saving for your super, it's almost too late, right? Yeah. So I thought, okay, I'm, I'm, I better better drink my own Kool-Aid. So, <laughs> so I, I did, I did salary sacrifice and, um, and whatnot in my, in my twenties right. and in my thirties. Um, and I was, um, I lucky enough to work for organizations that were doing salary matching. So if I put up, put in an extra 2%, they'd put in an extra 1% or whatever it was. Right. So I'm, I'm quite lucky that I, my, my soup is in reasonable shape, yep. but, um, I, uh, increasingly became aware that I was the exception rather than the norm. Yes, I think totally you are. <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, having discussed, uh, you know, super with some of my girlfriends and, and I was like, sorry, how, how much do you have? Um, and, and realizing that that a, a low number was the norm. Yeah. Um, I, um, I thought, okay, there, look, there has to be, you know, Am, am I the person to do this? Yeah, I think I am because a I've got the like the lived life experience. I've got the financial services marketing PR. I you know I'm the sort of if you want to use this phrase domain expert on gender yep. equality. Like yep. I was I was literally the one that was joining all the dots on well if this then that and if that then this um, and and also you know I've missed out a sort of big chunk of the story here which is. Um, I, when I stepped out of corporate life to have children, I thought that that would be a fabulous time to start, you know, create my own business. I could run from home, which ended up being an e-commerce startup. So I had the e-commerce chops as well as the startup chops and, you know, quite a bit of technology, um, behind me to understand. So really, um, super rewards was drawing all those strands and themes together the brand building of my financial services career, the gender equality, the e-commerce aspect and the startup aspect. It's perfect. And I have to say that uh, female founders in particular, I think, are even worse off because you're not forced to pay super for yourself. And so there's a lot of women who wouldn't have saved and I definitely have to put my hand up and say I'm one of them, um, who's just been kind of, you know, getting through the day today and not even thinking about their super. So it's a great audience for you to be talking to. 
Ah, uh, well, and and so uh, okay, so here's a hot tip. Yeah, go. <laughs> um, on on super awards, uh, or it, at super awards, it doesn't matter how you purchase. Right? Yeah, doesn't because you're purchasing on the retailer's website. All that we, it doesn't matter if you're purchasing. Um, you know, with your personal debit or credit card or your company credit or debit card. Right. Great. Okay. Well, there you go. That's a fantastic tip. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So now, Pascal, I want to hear all about you and your background, (laughs) and you've just alluded to a very small part of it, but let's start with you as a little girl. Where did you grow up and what kind of, what did your parents do? How big was the family? Tell me about that. Um, so I, I'd uh, lived in three different countries by the time, um, I was eight. Wow. So I was, I was born in, uh, born in London, um, and spent, I think four years there and then spent uh, four years in the Philippines and then moved, uh, to Australia. So my right. parents are Australian, but they were very, they were part of that, um, you know, that, that wave of Aussies who, you know, fled to London because yes. nothing was happening in the, in the, in the, you know, late early seventies in Australia. Um, and so, uh, dad was a merchant banker. Right. Uh, Mum is a music teacher. Right. And so it was dad's job that took us from, uh, London to Philippines. Yeah. And then, and then also again, uh, from Philippines to here, although that did coincide with my mum's, um, mother being very unwell. So we, we came home for family reasons. Yeah. Right. And how old were you when you came back to Australia? I, I think I was just shy of eight. Oh, okay. So primary school still. Yes. Um, and then high school, were you, did you enjoy school? Were you good at school? I did. I did enjoy school. I, I was good at school. Um, quite, quite academic. Um, uh, but, but also, I guess, more of an all-rounder. I, you know, played. Um, Sport. Lots of different sports. I played uh, lots of different instruments. I was in the choir, the orchestra. Um, I did drama productions, etc. So it was a it was a very wow. much very a, well an all rounded, yeah, and or uh, yeah, and and to this day, you know, I still enjoy ma- massively the creative arts and um, love going to plays and just um, you know, uh, <laughs> I just don't have quite the time. That <laughs> I'm sensing your <laughs> mum. Your mum's yeah. influence there. Uh, if she was a music teacher, did you grow up yeah. with sort of lots of music around the house? Were oh, you taken absolutely. to all that kind of thing? Absolutely. And I was actually actually just reflecting just yesterday. Um, so she now teaches my children, uh, right? Piano, which yeah, which is lovely. It um, is. And it's a really lovely. It's it's funny how, <laughs> as Mum and I so concretely uh, confirmed, <laughs> you can't teach your own daughter piano. <laughs> it, does, it just doesn't work for the household. But no. you can teach your grandchildren. Because, okay, because yeah. you get to leave, and and they don't have to live with you all the time. Correct, correct, correct. Right. Um, but I was actually reflecting just yesterday. Um, as I was driving and driving the children around, you know, being school holidays, and uh, how every, you know. I'd come out in the mornings and mum would always have um, the radio. It was always classical, you know, music. Um, and even from the age of, I don't know, like 10, 11, she would have me guessing which composer was oh my goodness. was playing on the radio. Yeah. So you can do that now, can you? Is that your, you're uh, like a human Shazam for classical music. Oh, my God. I love that, Jules. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you can share that with your mum. That's right. That's right. Oh, but, um, if only mum knew what Shazam was. Yes, but um, I will have to explain that. But yeah, and so you know, I, I became quite good at picking the 
styles and the eras and oh yeah oh that's Debussy yeah 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 oh that's Schubert yeah oh, oh yeah oh, this is Beethoven yeah so wow. you know, that yeah. is that is a neat trick and my last question for you is going to be is there a quirky fact about you that no one else knows that you'd be for sharing up for sharing but you may have just nailed it I think I've just nailed one. it <laughs> I um uh that I mean that's it's not a particular I don't know if I could still do it now I like I was definitely you know I was really good sort of in my, <laughs> my early to mid teens you might have to surprise um, yourself and do it we'll do a little test with your mum at some stage and see if you I can know. pick them <laughs> okay so um, yeah. so you finished school um I assume you went to year 12 did you go to uni yes I did. I did. I did a Bachelor of Arts um, at Sydney. <laughs> that one. Try, okay, which is interesting one. considering you went into finance. I know. Um, I just I didn't really quite know what I wanted to do and art seemed a, a good all-round education. Like, Gets you into uni so you get that whole fun yeah. thing. I did an arts degree as well. And so what did you do when you finished? What happens when you finish an arts degree? <laughs> I, mean, I, I went into finance schools, of course. Right, so how did that even happen? I, I'm not quite sure. Um, no, how, how it did happen was um, because I was studying French at uni and I did my honours degree in French and right. I ended up running the uh, the French Society at Sydney Uni. And um, we went to uh, the Banque Nationale de Paris, as it was then called, yeah. um, and asked for funding. You know, it's, you know and here's the branding and here's what you'll get and T-shirts and O-Week and blah, blah, blah. And then we, you know, we went re- back to report on how we're, you know, blah, blah, blah. So when, um, so I developed quite a good relationship with a couple of people at the bank. And so when I finished my degree, I thought, huh, maybe I'll, I'll use my French and, and, and work for the bank. And so I went in to see them and, um, and I, they said, what can you do? I'm like, that. <laughs> speak French. <laughs> uh, I can speak French and you can see what I can do from a kind of. And ask me what? about a classical composer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'll nail it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, and I think they've been quite, um, quite impre- not that I kn- actually knew what marketing was. Right. And, and I think, I think this is, if there is one crit- criticism of my school, it's that marketing was never put forward as a career. I right? don't know that it even is now, actually. And now that you're saying it, I'm going, God, that would be such an obvious thing to teach kids at school. But they don't, yes. do they? Well, anyway. I, I, I don't know. I, you know, but, um, and so I realized that I kind of fell into marketing because what I've been doing for the French society was marketing. Yeah. And, and, but I just, it didn't have a label. So, um, so they said, um, well, we've got this marketing communications role. And I was like, yeah, perfect. Okay, good. So, and that was it. So I was doing Marcoms, but within finance. And then that led to, um, well, the Banque Nationale de Paris um, uh, underwent a merger with another French bank, so I right. rolled, rolled out the merger comms across Australia and New Zealand, and that is the bank that we, we may know now as uh, BNP Paribas. Right. I, I haven't heard of it, but okay. I'll go. I'll okay. nod and look intelligent then, like I yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then that role, I think that Marcom's experience in, in finance sort of set me up to move um, into – uh, BT funds management, as it was at the time. And did, was that a conscious move, or did you get headhunted, or was that a, I've had enough at the bonk, and now yeah, I'm going to yeah. move on? Yes, it was. It was a conscious. It was a conscious move. Right. Um, and I was at BT for uh, three years, 
um, and ended up working in their property division, which was really uh, interesting. And it okay. was a, had a, a listed uh, office trust, and um, and so I was uh, you know doing marcoms for the listed trust plus some uh, some other of their products. And then and went, did you love it at this stage? I mean, it's pretty dry stuff, I would have thought, to be doing um, uh, Marcoms, but maybe that's just me and my working with inventors and lifestyle products is slightly different. Well, it was it was interesting because I was building I was building brands and bringing them to market even yeah. within that role. So that was always exciting to me. Yeah, fun. Um, and then I moved to London. Um, now, with- why, why did you move to London? Oh, it, everybody was everybody was moving to London, and um, and and I want to, I did want to to return to London and you know live overseas and um, get some international experience. And, did and so do you have a, an EU passport? Yes. Okay, yeah. so you were able to work. Yeah, I'm the same. Doing, uh, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So um, move move there and uh, ended up working for JP Morgan Asset Management. Right. Where I was running two two parts of their uh, business. So the marketing. And yeah. how, old, how old are you at this stage, roughly, Pascal? I mean, are you in your twenties getting the roles oh, like no, this? No, 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 early, no, no, early thirties, mid thirties. Yeah, okay, yeah, because they're um, pretty, yeah. pretty amazing roles. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, I didn't, um, I didn't sort of. Yeah, I, I ended up at JP for for five years, I think, in the end. Wow, um, and great! So, and I imagine if you were out of London, did you get to travel a lot as well? Did they have clients? Yeah. yeah, it's great, isn't it, that you can just oh, hop on a plane for an hour and be in Paris or um, I know, Greece and or whatever. I went, I, I went, we, we had a couple of sales conferences and one was in uh, Lisbon and one was in uh, Athens and I was just like, oh, this is, this is just awesome, like being yeah. able to travel for work. And, and of course, there were you know, cultural tours as part of the sales conferences, et cetera, and it was, it was so good. I, I, really, I really loved it. So why did you decide to lo- leave London? Well, because now we had two little babies. Okay. Um, Did you meet your husband over there, or was he? No, no. We we, we went over together, right? Um, and we and we got uh, married over there, and and had uh, so the first child is not a child; it's children. Right. So I had twins. Oh, and- so have I. I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Little busy. bit, little bit busy and confronting at the, busy. The, at the beginning, right? So you had the babies and decided to come back to be near family. Was it as well? Yes, exactly. Because we thought, well, like, <laughs> we don't have any support network here, so we came back um, with with the children when they were uh, four months old. Yeah. Oh wow! Gee, so you really just jumped and said, right, that's it. So uh, what what happened then? Did you take maternity leave and? Actually, yes. and I'm just going to digress now because my mind flicks around. We should talk about what you're do- what you've done about maternity leave, because I saw your um, petition about yes. people on maternity leave getting super, yes. which which yes. is kind of like one of those little things that you think, gosh, I, it hadn't even occurred to me before, but it would make a huge exactly. difference. Exactly, Jules. Exactly. So talk about that now, and then we'll we'll okay. move on from when you came back to yeah. Australia. Sure. So. Um, I, I, dear listeners, um, the, uh, <laughs> and as, as I mentioned earlier, so one, one of the key uh, drivers behind the, the size of the gender super gap is the fact that when women are, and, you know, are on uh, maternity leave or parents are on parental leave, and not only is no income being paid, but superannuation is not being paid. That just it just seems extraordinary because they are paying you normally, so why wouldn't they be paying the super? That was just a loophole that they were able to not do it. I, I, I don't know. So this has been 
um, a, you know, a plank of um, it's something that various groups and lobbies and, and you know, have tried to change yeah. for decades. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I feel like yeah, I've yeah. only and just clocked it when I saw your post. Oh, no, no, no. It's, this it's is a big the thing. same thing. You know, it took, uh, it took over a decade for the $450 threshold to be removed. So right. I'm not sure. Um, pre- uh, up until about two, three months ago, um, for uh, low-income workers, typically women, yep. um, to be paid superannuation, they had to earn more than $450 a week. Right. Right. Again, why? why? <laughs> it just doesn't make I, any I, sense. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So, But it took over a decade of lobbying government right. to get that removed. So this, um, the whole not paying um, people superannuation on maternity leave uh, on p- parental leave is, is a similar sort of relic. Let, let's call it a relic. Um, and there are some companies, right? Some small, you know, some companies who do pay their employees um, super whilst on parental leave, but they're comparatively few and far between. And it's at a cost to them and, and their business, right? They're doing yeah. it because they they think it's the right thing to do. But yet you have so many other companies who don't do this when it is still the right thing to do. Yeah. So after um, it was just recently, and um, it was actually on International Women's Day. Yes. That the new, and which is, <laughs> I think this is partly why I became so irritated um, that I saw the news that the gov- the federal government had blocked the latest proposal. Uh, for heaven's sake! Right. To to pay, per, you know, super whilst on parental leave. And I, I looked at the timing of this and I was presenting that day at a few different things and I, I, <laughs> I was literally shaking my head in one of the public you know, presentations going, I just do not understand. <laughs> it is comparatively it's such a small amount, yes. net, like at a, a cost, right, um, to, do, to do so. But it will have such massive ramifications and, and positive impacts down the track if we do this now. Yeah. Why are we not doing this? And and I think just the, the, the news announcement on International Women's Day was just the biggest smack in the face. And so I thought, damn right, their that's eyes. That's it. Damn their eyes. What can I do right now that is going to um, – drive attention and awareness to this and at least make me feel better. <laughs> so, so I started a petition yeah. on, cha- on change.org um, about paying, you know, it's it's not just for women, and I want to stress this, it's for women and men yes. who will benefit. Anyone who, who has That's to right. take out time out to look after babies. That's right. And I, I also do need, you know, there is some personal, um, you know, insight here, and that is that I have been to Canberra a few times and I've, I've met various you know, um, politicians, politicians. And, and I said, why don't we do this? And there's a, a sucking of the teeth and the intake of breath. Oh, oh it's my so expensive. God. And then I look and, and I, you know, I see that, we, that as a country we have, you know, out, you know, just committed to buying 18 more fighter jets at a cost of, how I don't know billion? how many billions of dollars. And I think, can't we do with just one fewer fighter jet? Yes. And and then use that saving. Like, do we need? Do we need eighteen? I'm sure seventeen will do. Wouldn't make any uh, difference. Exactly. <laughs> You're so and, right. And can we not just, you know, use the savings of that eighteen billion dollars or whatever it was, and just buy one fewer jet 
and make sure that our nation is funded adequately in 20 years' time. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't really cost the government anything for for them to mandate that organisations have to do that anyway. Um, Rochelle Courtney, who started Share the Dignity, I don't know if you know of Mm. her, um, but she's um, been a big supporter of She's the Boss for a long time. And she agitated, managed to get the tampon tax removed, the GST removed off tampons, which is another thing that's stuck in my craw. So just keep going. You'll get there in the end. I mean, I'll never forget the the photos of her in Canberra on the day that they finally agreed to do that. Okay. Now we need to go back to where we were. So you have come back to Australia with four-month-old twins. Yes. What did you do then? Um, Did you get straight back into work? No, well, I was still on maternity leave, technically, right. and so I, that's when I started assembling the idea of my uh, of my you know e- e-commerce uh, business that I could run from home, right? Um, because <laughs> the the two year old the the twins weren't keeping me busy enough. No, no, there would have been at least two hours a day that you would have had spare <laughs> sleep or work. So, what was the e-commerce business? Tell me, uh, custom jewelry business. Ooh. Slightly different. Yeah. Wasn't expecting well, I, that. Why? <laughs> I, I, well, I, I've always loved jewelry, um, yes. and I saw and customization as a as a niche. Oh, sorry, as a sector was really taking off at that time, and I thought, huh, this is this is very interesting, and um, it enables people to get exactly what they want. So, um, so I did that, and that sort of set me up, and I learned a lot, um, and that uh, enabled me to then start um, participating in other startups, either as you know, uh, advisor or consultant or whatnot. Um, and then that led me on to the Gender Equality Council, which was also right. another startup. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, it's just, it's such a, an important council to have. Um, okay. And so how long did you do that for? Uh, so I've been in startup world for, for 10 years now. Um, oh, right. It, okay. Yes. But, but whilst um, still, you know, because well, I consider Super Awards a startup. Yes. So, yep. so it's, it's um, whilst the, the, we'll call it, you know, it's um, all my, t- my time has been spent either between e-commerce or, or, or finance startups. Right. So, so you kept that business going and then started yeah. another business or, or worked in that space for a long time. I thought you'd yeah. gone back into finance. You didn't. I did. I did. Oh, I did. Okay. But sorry, so I've I, I have been, no, no, I, I have been, sorry, I'm being unclear. I, I have been working on in, in startup world, but either the different projects either have been e-commerce or, or fintech, fintech kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Wow, what an incredible woman you are. I'm so glad that you are doing Super Rewards. It's super important. Um, Okay, now uh, one of the things that I like to ask, just because this is about making women more visible and She's the Boss is about championing women and we often don't do shout-outs about them, are there any women that have helped you in your career um, that you want to do a little shout-out for? Have you had support along the way from women? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. That's what I want to hear first thing. Yes. I have had yes, the odd yeah. person go, no, I can't no, think of one. Really. I'm like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> um, and of the women who have helped, I mean, I think some of my best support yeah. has come from um, so, some of my uh, entrepreneurial friends uh, made along the way um, yep. because they absolutely get it. That's right. Good. It's very, 
it's very hard. Um, I think if you're in corporate world and you've not been exposed to somewhere, you don't really understand. I was literally that's, having that's, a conversation about it with not, someone this Not morning. to be rude or dis- dismissive no. or disrespectful, but you just – because I, I and I can say this confidently because I have been on both sides of the fence, but they are so different, yes. the two worlds. Um, and the it's um, so the it's the entrepreneurial friends who've provided support, the best support along the way for sure. Oh, well, I'm very glad to hear that. It's interesting yeah. because the more I ask this question, the more I realize that that division uh, that seems yeah. to happen between corporate and the entrepreneurial word world, and I do, and the stories I hear, and I'm not saying it's all of them, but that corporate doesn't have that supportive women supporting each other kind of element, or they're not encouraging it. Whereas once you jump no. out, you meet the corporate women, and you go, "Can I help you?" And they go, "What do you mean? You're a woman. Why would you want to help me?" I mean, it's almost like yes. that with some of them, um, yes. which is I sad, agree. but hopefully that and will I, change and too. And I think it's not just about the fact that. You know, it's not just about the working environment, which is so different between the two worlds. It's not like in entrepreneurial world, you have to change your own bloody print, print, <laughs> you know, yes. printer toner, and I literally do. You know, have to be able to do everything. That's right. Um, but it's also, I think, the um, and also impact on family. Yes. Because I think if you, if you are an entrepreneur, you inherently are someone who. Your mind just does is always thinking about the, the, the you know your business etc., um, and that can have an impact on family. And then you, you find yourself working odd hours late yes. at night because that's when the rest of the family's in bed or, or what have you. Um, but it's also so it's not just limited to actual roles and responsibilities, but just on every every other facet of your life. That I think that's the greatest. Um, discrepancy or the greatest difference yeah between the two worlds yeah absolutely um okay now in the time that you've been running super rewards or your jewelry business i don't mind um what i'm interested in is those times when um something happens that you think oh my god this is such a friggin disaster what 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 am i going to do and it actually pushes you in a different direction that you can look back afterwards and go that would have never happened if I hadn't had that disaster. It doesn't have to be a disaster, but have you had any of those kind of moments in the course of running your business where things have gone wrong and maybe later look like a bit more of a gift? Gosh, Jules, where do I start? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say no. (laughs) Just if you you can give me one good one, it would be great. Um, I'll give you maybe a recent one. Um, Okay. So – and, and, and just by the way, for anyone listening, anyone who tells you they don't have any issues or problems with their startup is <laughs> flat out lying, <laughs> yes. just flat out lying. Okay? But I think so, it's important for any women that are listening that are thinking about going out on their own or have a smaller business um, that they're starting up to realise that it, it's not, it doesn't have to be the end of the world. It might feel it at the time, but there are yeah. ways to you know, get out of it. So, well, I think, I think, uh, um, I think it really does, you know, force you to, um, I mean, look, what are you going to do? Are you going to curl up in the corner crying? Which is what you feel like doing often. (laughs) Which is what you feel like doing. Or are you going to, uh, or are you going to say, yep. Okay. Yes. This is going to crush me. Or do you, um, how am I going to get out of this? (laughs) Correct. It forces you to innovate in some way, shape or form. Yep. So, so if I describe my my recent experience on this front, um, so 
at Super Awards, we are so obviously Jules and any listener can sign up directly to Super Awards and free to join and you, you connect to your super fund, right? right. Us. So you just give us two details and then then you it's set and forget, right? right? So you 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 spend and we pay the money across to your super. Although you do need to tell us <laughs> which super fund you're in. <laughs> um, but uh, we also have developed a uh, software as a service proposition where we oh. um, we partner with the super funds directly, right? And so we basically pipe our tech into their environment. So let's okay. say you're with, um, I don't know, ABC Super Fund, right? Yep. The, the proposition there is that you would log into your super web or app to earn super. Right. So it's creating engagement. You're, cent- you're centralizing all your super thoughts, as yep. it were. Into one spot. Um, into one spot. But it's, cr- it's getting you engaged with your super. You can see, you know, um, how, much, how much super awards you've added. Right. Blah, so blah, the blah, benefit right. for the super fund is that you start engaging a lot more. Their customers start engaging oh, a lot absolutely. more with their funds and the website. Right. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And and there's a, a raft of other benefits as well. Um, now, the super funds are um, uh, challenging to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> And they have an incredibly long sales cycle, um, and um, they—it uh, is not unheard of to take, I don't know, six months to sign an MOU, having right. done the negotiation, and then it is not unheard of to take another year to implement. Um, oh my god! The product, yeah, and then and then once every when when everything is ne- negotiated and signed and da da, then and they there's this wonderful promotional uh, plan created. Um, they go, oh, really sorry, we can't promote. What do you mean you can't? Why, why can't they promote? Not allowed to. Well, there, there may be a variety of factors, including, um, uh, oh, we, we've just, you know, we've, XYZ Fund is acquiring us. Or Oh, okay. We so are, it's not like this legislation like with doctors you're not allowed to advertise. It's no, not that. No, 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 no. It's but their some, own internal other, thing. Yeah. Or, um, oh, we've just, there's been a, a lawsuit oh, um, my God. raised and, against and, us. And so we're sitting there going, (laughs) 18 months, all that negotiation, all those hours, all that work, ready to go, and there is nothing, you know, we're we're good. Um, And and, and I should caveat that um, the – the, the results that we see are on user engagement and user, you know, value of rewards and et cetera on when it's, a, a, you know, a member who comes to us through a super fund partnership yeah. is two times what we see when somebody just signs up to us direct. Like, it, like the, the value, like it's incredible. It is really incredible. And so we're sitting there going, but, you know, your, your members can be so much wealthier. Yeah. And if if you just do this and that, oh, really sorry. Anyway, so um, I, let's put it this way, Jules. My hairdresser is all the richer for covering my greyest hairs <laughs> <laughs> after dealing with these funds. So, but it um, it has forced us to innovate. We, and we've just said, look, it is just, it leaves our business at risk and just yes. so exposed because delay, 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 delay. And, also, we we're uh, it's very hard to manage resources, you know, team, money, etc. Because we're resourced up, you know, at this level. And now you're and telling go, us you don't even want it. And or they say, oh, did we say next month? We meant nine months. 
Oh my God, Pascal. So I know. So it's forced us to um, find other ways um, to uh, get get our product out. Yeah. If you want to promote our product. And um, one of the ways that we're uh, trying to do this is through partners who um, are already integrated with the funds. Right. In some way, shape, or form, where there's already an integration, there's already a partnership, um, and so we integrate with that partner, and and it makes then, it seamless, and it gives you that opportunity to get in. Clever, correct, correct. So we're hammering that out at the moment. Yeah, great. Well, that that's a great story about um, innovation. Okay, now we're coming to the end. One of the things that I like to talk about, though, is that. Um, a lot of women burn out, particularly female founders, because we work so hard. We're passionate about what we do. And it's really shocked me. That I've probably done 200 interviews and I'd say half those women have had a situation where they've done, had where they've burnt out at some stage, some terribly, you know, where they've had to spend a year in bed because their adrenal system's given up the ghost or whatever. So my question to you is, how are you juggling work and um, home life? When you you know when you're so passionate about what you do and you've got two kids, well, I've got three, but yes, three. Um, but yeah, but it's a it's a fair point. Um, uh, so the the I, I guess the the really raw and unvarnished truth is that I don't juggle it particularly well. Right. Um, so you're not so, saying weekends are about family, and I will not pick up my phone or uh, work. No, 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 no. So I have I've become a lot better. Well done. Um, it used to, it used to be that I was working like a, a full day weekend, and um, but for with ninety five percent certainty, I can say that I, I'm not working weekends. Of course, there is always the odd. Yes, like, of course there is. Lift. Of course there is. Yeah, and 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 so on. Um, or <coughs> what if about- I have a four. If Sorry. I have a four-day week coming up and I'm like, okay, well, hang on, or, or if I'm getting ready to go on leave or whatever, I, I, you know, there will have to be like, you know, a half day on a weekend where I just smash a whole lot of um, documents out. Um, I I am not good about, like my quiet time comes at the end of the day. Right. And that's when everyone's in bed and that's when I do the thinking and the, the strategy, et cetera, because generally it doesn't, I don't get a chance uh, during, during the day. Um, although that has, that has improved a lot recently. I've had a, um, we've um, rejigged some things internally and um, there's now a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm actually You've finding that I have, uh, yeah, more support. And I actually finding I'm, I'm having clear chunks of time during the day in which to get things done. Which oh well, is that's good. That's great. In fact, remarkable, <laughs> remarkable. Yeah. It's 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 a new experience. Um, so it's important, uh, though. I think I, I think it's a you absolutely. you have to give your brain a rest in order to be um, creative and innovative. I think you you can't just keep powering on because you don't give your brain any space to think up new and wild and crazy ideas that actually can then be incorporated into the business. Um, and I love it that you're taking holidays. That's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! I mean, it's it's absolutely necessary. So I got to the end of last year, and I hadn't had a break more than three days off. So three kids, seventy hour weeks. Good God! Homeschooling, COVID, yep. lockdown, the works. And I, I was, I was, I, and that was actually what you know. I sort of said to my um, colleague, I was like, I'm, I'm about to break. I can feel I'm about to break. Right. And that, and she kind of, she was tremendous. She stepped up, stepped in, leaned in, and it took a while for 
things to shift because it, it does. Yes. Um, but just some, just it's just been uh, just life changing. Great. Yes. Oh, well, I'm very relieved to hear that because, you know, we don't want you getting sick and having to spend a year in bed and that'll stuff everything up. So it's worth taking <laughs> yeah. those little breaks to stop the big one. Um, I think I've asked you the quirky fact. So the only other thing that I like to ask, and it's really apropos of nothing other than I'm obsessed with my phone, yes. is are there any clever apps that you use for business on your phone? And I don't mean... I'm going to assume you do banking, social media and email and things. Yeah. I'm just wondering if there's anything clever that you love. For business or yep. for personal? Well, uh, business or pleasure. It doesn't really matter. Um, I love uh, – she says okay. – so I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. So so business, uh, we use Slack all the time. Slack's, yep, it's brilliant. Uh, you've probably heard that. Um, that's really uh, super useful. Um, that's a, can of, I laugh at that at you saying super useful? <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't. You no, know, I do just... it. I do it all the time, and I don't mean to. <laughs> well, so super annoying. rewards is a great name for you then for your business. <laughs> <laughs> um, I you and also for business, I use. Oh no, that that's uh, uh, WhatsApp. Oh, yeah, but, great. See, like, both of these are about comms, right? Um, they are. But, that's, but WhatsApp that's, is that's a all fa- I need. And it's a fantastic way to communicate with people overseas so that, because yes. it's huge in America and when you go to the Asian countries, they're all like, you know, let's, let's WhatsApp. I'm not interested in phones. So um, yes. it is a really useful tool for chatting with people overseas. And what about um, fun? Fun. <laughs> um, so I love a, a, a friend introduced me recently to something called FaceApp. Oh, yeah. So it's um, – What does it do? You you take a photo of yourself. Yeah. And then you can do different filters. So you can see – you can see what you'll look like in, you know, 20 years' time. You can see what you look like as a child. You can see what you look like as a, as a bloke. Right. And fun, fun fact, so I did the one where I changed gender, right? Yeah. And, and I sent it to my parents and I was actually away at the time. I was with some girlfriends and I said, oh, and I, I was, you know, I was in, in the country and I said, oh, you know, just, you know, I saw this, there was this guy, you know, who um, I, I saw and um, here, here he is. And what, you know. What relatives do we have here? Because yes, he must exactly, be related. <laughs> exactly. And they were, they were coming back going, oh, my God, that looks so like your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> it was priceless. It was the best joke. Um, or well, I thought it was anyway. No, I think it is. I think you definitely my, win with my, that one. And then we, and then we, 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 we send it on to my brother, who was like, "Oh my god, who is this poor unfortunate person?" <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's uh, so fun. That, that was lots of fun. And then the other app that I really, not that it's, um, it's, it's uh, my fitness app. Oh yeah, yeah. I can do it because I'm so unfit. I, I I always kind of go, oh, but and almost all the women when speak to me will go, you know, either fitness or meditation are, are the two that people really love on right. their phones. Right. Well, I I think I use my my walks and my gym time as meditation. So um, so what? And I've got it connected to my AIA Vitality program. So what? Right. So which? Yes. So plug Gosh. for AIA because you know this is this is an awesome system. So um, I've got my Apple Watch, right? Yeah. Um, which um, and I've got my iPhone, and basically every every 
day that I go to the gym or I take, you know, take 10, get reached 10,000 steps, or I go for a 60 minute walk at, you know, X heart rate, whatever I get, um, I earn my points. And then at the end of each week, my points are converted, um, into dollars and that offsets the cost of my Apple watch. Stop it. That's amazing. I know that that is really, really clever. I know. Wow. So it's, Thank you for that. it's encouraging me to kind of look after myself, right? Yeah. And um, and it's not just about fitness. You know, um, the whole Vitality app has um, other you know measures. I could text your how you feel psychologically. Do you feel s- supported socially? You know, eye checkups, doctor checkups, all wow. of this sort of thing. Yeah. And so the more the more the healthier you are, the um, the more um, you. Uh, reduce the cost of your Apple Watch. So, in a normal, like if if I do nothing, right, yeah. in a month, I will pay twenty seven dollars for my Apple Watch. Right. But um, the best or the least I've ever paid, I'm just looking now, is five dollars in any single month for my Apple Watch. Wow, that is a really, cl- really clearly clever super model. healthy that month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pascal, I have just loved this conversation. Thank you so much for and sharing your story. Not and I am sure that we'll have a whole lot of women who are listening to this go and sign up to Super Rewards, but I think I might have to go and post about it in the She's the Boss Facebook group too. But before we sign off, can I tell you yeah, that, that in store is how in-store is coming and it's yes, coming soon and how it will work. So um, so when we launched, which was just, you know, two and a half years ago, it was we thought, okay, like and, and broad brush strokes, sort of like doing this whole reward commission thing online is a walk in the park compared to trying to do it in real life. Yeah. In store. Right. And it has always been a a big point of sort of contention and frustration um, for me because like even peak COVID only 15% of people shop online. Right. Wow. Sorry. No, sorry. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. Of all the retail sales in Australia, 15% come from online. Wow. I'm shocked. I would have thought it was higher than that. Even peak COVID. Yes. That's really shocking. So, so the, you know, it's a, it's a, we're all still mostly doing a lot of our spend offline. And, yep. and I'll, I'll loop back to that shortly. So, but it has been phenomenally, phenomenally, phenomenally difficult. And we've looked into it for north of, you know, all two years now, right? Anyway, but now we've, we've got the plan. It's it. happening. I've, I've cracked the code and I'm so excited because the, it, the way it will work is as follows. When you sign up to Super Rewards or if you're an existing member, all you will do is link your existing credit or debit card, okay? Yeah. So you, you have your – I'm holding up my that, – um, That makes sense, actually. I, I have Raise, which is uh, rounds up every okay. dollar. So it's that yes. kind of idea. But yeah, Yes. Right. Except for, with Raise and your roundups, that money is going – coming from your own pocket. With Super Awards, it's coming from the retailer. Oh, I just love it. Oh, you're very clever. Yes. They'll, they'll so, probably be, once you've so got that out, you'll crack it for other businesses. That'll be. That's right. So you'll link your card and yeah. you'll be able to link up to four. And then let's say just using Country Road, country road as our in-store example now, you'll toddle on into Country Road, you buy your, your shirt or pants, whatever, go to the checkout, pay with your registered credit or debit card. Yes. And that's it. And it will know. And it'll just put it, that money in. It will know. <gasps> oh, Pascal, that's got loads of applications. I hope you're going to patent that um, 
that solution because <laughs> because I can think of all sorts of organisations that would love That's that right. ability. You're a so, very, very clever woman. Oh, and and with that, with the online bit, yeah. It, uh, sorry, with the install bit, it comes with um, and not like five hundred retailers. So we current online stores. We have five hundred online retailers. And Good now guys, you've got them eBay, Apple, Catch, da da da. And but this will come with a different kind of five hundred. So this will be your fuel, your takeaway, your dry cleaning Super, supermarket. Did you get the supermarkets? There, we're working on the supermarket, but there's takeaway cafes, restaurants, etc. Fantastic. So it's a it's but it's just thinking about that eighty five percent of spend being in store. It's it's the Huge. every it's literally the everyday. It's like filling up the car, get super, um, ordering you know fish and chips, get super. <laughs> okay, last question for you then: Are you aligned with a super company? Because if you're somebody like me who's got no super and you need to go and find a super company in order to partner with super rewards, yeah. Uh, yeah. have you have you done anything like that? Maybe you should go and have a uh, have a chat with the. We, um, no, we need to remain agnostic. So we right. pay into we pay into any super fund or SMS. Right. So yeah, no, that but, makes but sense. But Jules says you right now you could start earning your super rewards. Like, don't delay. No, I'm gonna go, no, no, I'm going like, to go and do it start, right now. Start earning right now, and then when you've found the super fund, then we'll, we'll you just, just link we'll it then, so yeah, you can you fine. can have a credit accruing inside oh, your super rewards account. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh my god, you've thought of everything. Yeah. Um, and now, okay, the big thing is how. We're, we're, what is the website address for super rewards? How do people sign up? Super-rewards.com. Ah, Takes one minute, free to join. And if anybody wanted to have a chat with you about, I don't know, partnering with you or they're a retailer sure. or whatever, yes. best way yes. to get hold of you through LinkedIn? Uh, y- yes, yes. And tell me who you are and why you want to connect. Okay. Don't, don't just send me a message. Don't, okay. don't just say, just send me a, an invitation because I get lots of invitations and I... Ignore them. <laughs> well, I, it's, yeah. Um, well, it, it, it's hard, you know, um, but yeah, it was really interesting... I, I was um, at the CEO Awards a couple of months ago um, and I heard the most incredible speech by Christine Holgate um, and who she's, she's actually someone I know, um, kind of know through we go to the She's a bit of a on. hero of mine, I have to say. I love how she managed that whole disgusting oh. situation. Well, have a read of my LinkedIn post of, of Christine and, and you know, I, got, I met her and I was like, I've seen how you operate in your non-public life. And I just, and I had no idea you were going through all of this. Like I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was this bad. And I just wanted to say thank you and what a champ you are and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I posted this thing on LinkedIn. It went Ballistic, yeah. It had 50,000 Oh, my views. God, right. It was insane. Yeah. But the point of the story is I then had 100 people, I'm not kidding, 100 people who reached out to me going, right. want to connect, want to connect, want to connect. And then I spent an entire day connecting with them going, all. Um, can you tell me what it's about? Can you tell me what it's about? Can you tell me what it's about? Because I'm not I'm not someone who uh, just connects with someone because Willy they, nilly. they they think yeah. it's a good idea. Like so um, it was actually it was a really useful exercise for me. Um, and actually some business and partnerships have come out of it. But unless I can see a really clear path why you and I should be talking. Um, I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not connect with people I don't know, and and partly that's too because I've got 
you know, I guess through my Enough background in financial services. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but also just because, you know, I, I know some pretty senior people either here or in Europe um, and I don't want someone I don't know going to my contact. Yes, and of going, course I hadn't thought of that, yeah. Oh, I can. See, I'm a friend Pascal. of Pascal's. Will you be my friend too? Yeah, no, you don't want no. that. No. All right. Well, uh, everyone, let's go to super-rewards.com Rewards. and com. sign That's up. Right. That's right. Thanks so much, today. Pascal. All right. Thanks, Jules. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to she'sthebos.com.au.